it seemed to me as if like he found many of the comments and suggestions that you've made uh, to be very reasonable. Well, I, I think they're trained that way to accept that. I don't think they're trained or people want somebody there that's antagonistic and wants to argue. Sometimes uh, they would ignore it, and sometimes they would uh, acknowledge it. The one thing several of them would do, because I kept persisting with this artificially low interest rates, which was going on, you know, with uh, with all of them, but Bernanke especially, and then with Yellen. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, you're hurting you're hurting the elderly, and you know, it's it's uh, it's very painful, and you're just helping some special interests. You know, they didn't say, oh, that's crazy. They said, you know, that is true, but uh, there sort of has to be a cost for this, and uh, that's one of the disadvantages. So they, they didn't argue it on uh, on philosophic terms or economic terms. They just said it was uh, it, it was necessary. But they are they're 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 very very smooth. Right. And uh, but I w I didn't let them get under my skin because I uh, I knew who behind the Fed. They're very, very powerful. They know what they want. But they're also not only powerful for political and economic and financial reasons, but they're, they're, uh, they've been you know, backed up by a philosophy of central banking. I right. mean, they, they cannot imagine not having a central bank. So they, uh, they're, they're very, uh, very determined because you take a guy like Bernanke. Mm -hmm. He spent a lifetime explaining the Depression. Well, he, he can't say, oh, yeah, you're right, Ron we got to change this, you know, and throw away his whole life experience. But they've been conditioned, you know, by Keynesian central banking, inflationism, and they've worked it where it's to our advantage. So they're just, they're just very, very smooth and very slick. Generally, I thought they were, they were reasonable in, in a social way. Did, did you notice any kind of, like, changes that happened? Because you, you provided so much well, I wasn't talking to the Fed people. The only way I would say that we, uh, if we did any good with them directly, it would be after they left office. Uh, my message was reaching out, you know, to people. Audit the Fed. Audit the Fed. The Fed's a problem. We got to find out what's what's wrong with it. And that the audit the Fed, auditing the Fed did come up during the hearings, and they would explain why they didn't think it was a good. And they, you know, and I said, yeah, all you're doing is protecting your secrecy. You say you want independence, but I said your independence is secrecy. But those who do know want it secret, and they want it quiet because. Conservatives want military spending, right. liberals want welfare spending, and they don't want to tax the people. It would, you know, break the bank. Would, they can't tax us anymore. So they say tax to the hilt, borrow to the hilt, and then print if you need to. The basic flaw is the philosophy of government that the people endorse, and the Congress go along, and they use it to stay in power. Well, you know, some, though, I don't think it's as complicated as they want us to think. I've always claimed I could teach a 12-year-old exactly what's going on and what printing press money is all about and why it loses its uh, its uh, value. Right, right. Uh, but me, the biggest problem is is the moral issue. The moral issue is that it's legalized counterfeiting on a massive scale never known before in history that the reserve currency of the world, the dollar, has been free uh, to print and give us a lot of power and prestige over over the world, both mm -hmm. in 
be able to pay for our military. At the same time, they continue to take our dollars. So if, uh, if you believe in a system like that, you have to reject the notion of limited government. And limited government is what is necessary if you care about individual liberty. But uh, most of them don't care that much about that. They're more interested in, you know, power and, and money. So uh, ultimately, though, the people will wake up because, you know, if you have a Zimbabwe uh, crisis, uh, you know, they know there's something wrong with the, with the money. So right. the Fed is the engine of, of, of big wars, and, uh, of, of course, uh, eventually all the poverty we have could mostly be, pre- be pre- prevented by free markets and sound money. When I talk about it, I talk about natural right. You're born with it. It doesn't, and to emphasize, it doesn't come from government. And uh, under the under these circumstances, you know, your life and your property and what you earn should be yours to keep. And uh, there's just some basic rules which are not only not only do they make common sense, but they're also part of all the great religions of the world. And that is, thou shall not steal. You shouldn't mm. lie. And, and, and you shouldn't cheat people. These are just the basic concepts. Some people, I think empire has a lot to do with it. Uh, I, I, I think of the Soviet system, that was an empire, and they had a lot of territory involved, but, but uh, they didn't have a sound economic system. It was socialism, and socialism always fails, and, and it did, and their system collapsed, and we didn't have to fight a nuclear war uh, with them. And I think we're on the verge of that right now, that uh, everybody knows we do have an empire. Mm -hmm. Some of them think it's very good because we're an exceptional nation, and we will teach them how to be good Democrats and have elections unless they elect the wrong person, and we go and kill that person (laughs) and uh, look for somebody else. The morality of money is important, but I think uh, the morality of the people are important, too, because if... uh, the Roman Empire, if you've, if you've been reading about it recently, they also had a significant breakdown of the family system. What are some of your upcoming concerns about uh, financial markets over the next several years? Well, the breakdown of the dollar system, the, uh, I believe the dollar is in a major bubble along with all the bonds, and I think we're precariously close uh, to that rejection. Now, of course, if the Fed came out tomorrow and said, you know, we're in big trouble and we have to start raising interest rates, we'll start by raising at 1%, that could, you know, bring the house down because there's no, uh, no foundation to our economic system. Finally, confidence will be lost, and people, uh, just like we know, they rush from rush to the exits when the, when the stocks collapse. The same thing will happen with the bond. The bond markets uh, are bigger than the stock market. But I think it will go together. Confidence will be one thing, and I don't think we will be the kingpin. I think people have finally had it with the United States because we have, uh, uh, you know, we have our troops in 120-some countries, and uh, we're very bold. We are not humble, and we tell other people what to do. We have a foreign policy which says you do as we tell you, and we'll send you lots of money. Uh, if you don't, we'll bomb you. Right. What happens when we can't send them any money or send them money where people have rejected it? So uh, I think it will be the bursting of the bond bubble along with the devaluation of our dollar, and uh, the stock markets will go down, and then you will also see price inflation in this country as well.